Hello, Fire Europe listeners. Today, I am interviewing Alex from Greece, who's currently living in Germany. And we finally have a crypto episode. Today, I get Alex to explain a bit what crypto is about, blockchain, all, all that jazz, and how to invest, whether it's worth it, and kind of what, what the future is of crypto. So your classic crypto episode, but with a little financial independence feel to it. So it gets it gets quite interesting. So yeah, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Erminta, and Matthias. Right, hello everyone. Today we have a interesting crypto episode. I think it's uh, time we had one. We talk a lot about uh, money and financial independence, and uh, in between that, we've got a uh, crypto, which um, we haven't mentioned that much on the podcast. And we thought that maybe finally we could talk a bit about uh, cryptocurrencies. So today I will be interviewing Alexandros. Hello, Alex. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thanks. I'm very excited to be doing this uh, this crypto episode to learn a bit more uh, how we can use it, how we can invest it. I met Alex. Uh, he's a friend of Benjamin, who we interviewed in like a few months ago. And I met Alex in Barcelona at the four years from now. So uh, it was very cool to meet him. And he told me a bit about his business, about his crypto stuff. And now we're interviewing him. So very exciting. Cool. So Alex, could you tell us a bit who you are, where you're from and uh, what you're doing at the moment in Germany? Yes, so I'm 26 years old. I now live in Germany. I'm originally from Greece and moved to Germany to study IT security. And right now I'm building an IT security startup. So consulting, um, vulnerability testing, main security, this kind of stuff for companies from small to, to big ones. That's the quick intro, at least uh, for me. Awesome. And today we're going to talk a bit about crypto, but we're not going to dive too deep into how it works. We just want like a quick idea of, of what it's about. So you you know a bit about crypto. Could you give us a quick, simple rundown of what is cryptocurrency and, and blockchain and yeah, something not too yeah, nice and simple? Yeah, it's uh, when we talk about uh, cryptocurrency, blockchain, so on, we can go in a very, very deep detail, but we'll try to make it a bit more simple. So uh, we can imagine it like an apple. So I want to give you an apple. That's very easy if we are in person. I give you the apple and you know that you have it and I don't have a copy of it. So it's an easy transaction, right? The problem now is if we move to the internet, if I send you a, a digital copy of an apple, how do you know that I didn't send it to, to other people? And that's the main problem in the digital age. One solution of this that, for example, banks um, use, or for example, games like uh, World of Warcraft and so on, every transaction, every Apple transaction is recorded on a paper, on a ledger. So if I give you a digital Apple, it's recorded uh, on a book. The problem with that is that someone has to maintain this book. So you have to trust this one person that maintains the book that everything is being written down correctly, which is not a nice solution because, for example, the bank or the game or the person can just uh, say, okay, I want to be rich. So he transfers to himself a few thousand apples. A solution for this is um, blockchain. In the blockchain technology, the, you have a ledger where everybody has access to it and it is maintained through miners. 
which is done, for example, in Bitcoin. So through different kind of months and uh, security, which I will not get into, it is possible to maintain a ledger online, which everybody has access to, everybody can see, and you can make sure that nobody sees this ledger. So nobody can change this, so to speak. That's a very, very high level intro to cryptocurrencies or blockchain technology beneath that. So essentially, it's a way to have a decentralized system that you can trust. So you don't have to trust the people behind it. Did that make sense? Yeah, totally. I, I really like that you used an apple because that immediately yeah, makes sense to me. A digital apple. So whenever I'm sending a few bitcoins or, or a quarter of a bitcoin, I'm sending apples. I, I like that. Or whatever other crypto it is. I exactly. guess it's also important to mention that there is not just bitcoin. There's tons of other cryptocurrencies and not all cryptocurrencies use a blockchain, right? They use different things. IOTA uses Tangle and, and uh, they have their own systems. So really... What's pretty cool about blockchain is that you can modify it or, or is the concept might stay the same, but it doesn't, you know, maybe you're not using just blocks, you're using other things. Is, is that correct? Uh, it, that's, that's correct. But most of the cryptocurrencies or the system right now are based on blockchain and that's the most widely used technology right now. Of course, there, there are also other things now developed, but um, we must say that blockchain cryptocurrency is not the same. So Bitcoin and the financial transaction is not the only use of blockchain. I mean, there are a lot of examples for um, like Indiegogo, if you know it, is, for example, tokenizing real estate shares right now. So they're taking a real estate and putting it on the blockchain so that you and uh, other people can have a piece of it without going to lawyers, banks and so on. You can just get a share like, like an apple, like, like a digital apple. Or, for example, Walmart will start requiring selected suppliers to use blockchain in order to verify where the products come from so that the consumer can be sure, okay, these products really came from this supplier through this chain and so on. And there are a lot of other applications being used um, right now. And how big cryptocurrency blockchain and so on is uh, becoming can be seen, for example, that the New York Stock Exchange is now planning to launch a Bitcoin exchange, which is huge. There are just a lot of other examples from real estate to banks using it to make uh, payment transfers, governments uh, that will start trying uh, using blockchain for voting. For example, a Stradivarius violin now has been tokenized um, as a blockchain that uh, is worth 9 million and many other use cases. So don't put cryptocurrency together with blockchain all of the time. But yeah, most of the time right now, or most of the listeners maybe are interested in cryptocurrency more because of the investing type. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're going to get into today. So in crypto, there's kind of two ways of, of using it, I guess. One is as a, a payment for something. I can buy something using crypto or I can invest in crypto, right? I can buy a, a certain coin, hoping that the value will go up. And then I can sell and have a profit. So I guess in our community, we're more interested in, in investing it rather than using it as a transaction. Mm -hmm. How does one really get started in this world of investing in cryptocurrency if one was interested in, in investing? The first thing that you should do is get to know the blockchain or cryptocurrency world. Because in order to be able to invest, you have to understand in what you invest. Because otherwise, you can't really differentiate 
between the bad cryptocurrencies and the, the good ones. So first thing, learn more about it and try to understand at least the basic stuff. Then in order, for example, to buy cryptocurrencies, there are a lot of uh, platforms available. Popular examples are Coinbase and eToro, where you just can go put a credit card in and buy Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and uh, so on. So they have made it very, very easy nowadays to, to buy them. And do you think it makes sense to make cryptocurrency part of your portfolio? Because in the financial independence world, we're, we're always talking about index funds and, and diversification. Would it make sense to add cryptocurrency as part of, of maybe 10% of my portfolio, 5%? Would you agree with that? So it depends on uh, who you are and what uh, you want to achieve with your portfolio. Because cryptocurrencies as of right now are riskier than uh, normal investing. Because they are volatile, it's very new, many cryptocurrencies pop up that uh, in the end don't have any value and so on. So it could make sense to make it uh, part of the portfolio if you want to have a more riskier asset in your portfolio that might have the chance to appreciate more in value. But you have to be sure that you accept this kind of risk. Because, for example, many people started to invest in Bitcoin and so on at the time where Bitcoin started skyrocketing. And if you invest the moment that everybody invests at the top, the logical thing is that it will someday go down like it did and you will lose a lot of money. So like with every investment, you have to be very careful when uh, you invest and in what. Yeah, of course. And um, would you invest in specific coins such as, I don't know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin, etc.? Or... Or would you invest in one or two? Like, would you diversify with the coins themselves? How, what kind of strategy would you be looking at? I would not try to invest in only one coin. I would try to diversify uh, to a lot of good coins. So that, um, because many of the coins could go down in value. But if, if you invest, if you find one coin that is very, very good and it goes up, then this will appreciate a lot. So try, my opinion is to try to diversify it. Also, like I said, you have to know in what to invest. Bitcoin is the most popular example right now uh, where most people try to invest, but it's, it is, in my opinion, not a very future-proof cryptocurrency. The reasons are why, how it works. It's not very easy to transact with Bitcoin. It's more like, like gold. But there are other cryptocurrencies where are, which are easier to use, uh, faster, and uh, so on. So essentially, really try to diversify, find the coins that you think are best, and then you can try and make a portfolio out of it, but do not allocate too much into it. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that Bitcoin is more of a, like the gold, since there's a limit of, what, 11 million? I don't remember how, uh, how far the limit is, but that's not the real reason. It's also a reason that it's limited, but most of the cryptocurrencies are limited at some point. Uh, but the good thing with digital things, you can break it down so you can, for example, own 0 0.0001 of uh, Bitcoin. But the real reason is that Bitcoin right now, with the technology that it has, isn't very easy to transact with. So it takes a few minutes at least to make a transaction and you don't can't make a lot of transactions at the same time. For example, Visa and MasterCard can make more transactions a second than Bitcoin can. But there are other cryptocurrencies that are trying to fix this issue, for example. So that's why I think that Bitcoin could not have the best uh, of futures. It just 
very popular right now and more like a gold standards of cryptocurrency. So to speak. Interesting. And so could you give us a, a few examples of what are some cool uh, crypto coins that we could maybe invest in or the top ones? Yes, but of, of course, these kind of things uh, change all the time. So new cryptocurrencies are coming in and are surpassing others and so on. One cryptocurrency that I like uh, right now is, for example, uh, Ethereum, which has a very active uh, community behind it, and they are doing a lot of uh, research and work and, and trying very hard to make a cryptocurrency of the, of the future. So faster transactions, and there are smart contracts behind it, and that's, that's a lot of stuff. And, and a lot of other cryptocurrencies are also depending on Ethereum. So that's, in my opinion, a good a cryptocurrency to start with. Another cryptocurrency that uh, I like, for example, is Brave, where Brave is, for example, a browser with privacy in mind. So essentially, the browser pays you to see ads, and you can give this money back to the creators of the content on the internet, so to speak. So that's a very hybrid uh, overview. But like I said, there are a lot of other cryptocurrencies, but one of the best right now for me is um, Ethereum. But there are a lot of different opinions on that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. A lot of different crypto coins. I am currently invested in uh, Ripple, I think, Ethereum, Litecoin and IOTA, and maybe a bit of Bitcoin, I can't remember. The one that I personally like is IOTA because I like their Tangle system, which I'm not going to go into right now, but it's not exactly blockchain. It's more like a spider web. And I think that's that's pretty interesting. And I also really like Ripple because the, the company that we work at, we talk to them quite a lot and they have very interesting you know, methods of, of transferring payments, which is really what, what they're about. So um, a bit like Ethereum, I think they're they're quite interesting. And in terms of taxes, I don't know if you know much about the topic, but if I were to invest in crypto and then make a profit. There aren't any systems or, or, or vehicles yet to save on taxes or, or uh, use a tax-advanced vehicle to set off profits, for example. So I guess if I were to make a profit in crypto, would that go under you know, investment profits, investment gains? Or do you know a bit what the tax situation is when it comes to crypto? So it really depends on where you live also. You can put it under investment. But yeah, it really depends on the laws of the country you live in. It's different for, for every country, essentially. So, Matthias, have you ever talked about dividend stocks, Estonian companies, or how frugal you are on the first dates or with one of your colleagues? I tried it once with a colleague and he said, dividend what? Aha, uh -huh. do you know? I actually have a retreat that covers this all. Oh, tell me more. So this retreat, it's all about workshops and talks together with like-minded folks who share their knowledge with you. Oh, sounds awesome. Do you have also barbecue, yoga and surfing? And are we able to have a glass of wine? Actually, yes, we do. That's all together combined in Portugal. But the most important question of the day, when is this actually? Will it be in 2019? It's actually in 2019 at 24th of May to 27th at Agave in Portugal, near the ocean. And we have also a pool for people who don't like nature. That actually sounds pretty good. And then where do I find this? Head over to financial-independence.eu slash retreat. That's R-E-T-R-E-A-T. -E so yeah, winter's shit. Looking forward to it. Well, in Germany, can you tell us a bit what, what it's like in Germany then? 
So in Germany, there is not a really defined um, rule about how to handle it, but most of the people and what they do is just to put it under investment. So it's an investment vehicle in the end. It, there also, uh, it also depends on how long you hold your Bitcoin and so on. But I think that's a more in-depth topic. Yeah, that's interesting. Just because in the UK, for example, you can have an investment vehicle specifically for uh, peer-to-peer loans. And they have a specific ISA just for that. So I'm wondering, it'd be, it'd be interesting if in the future the UK comes out with a, a crypto blockchain investment vehicle. I don't know. Interesting. Bringing this bit, a bit back to you, how do you personally invest in crypto? I use, um, I think right now, about three to four exchanges where I buy and sell cryptocurrencies. But I also use more and more the eToro platform where you have the option to copy other people. So you essentially give money to someone else, which uh, then can handle uh, your money and invest for you. And it's not limited only to cryptocurrencies, but also to normal stocks, index funds, and uh, so on. Ah, so it's like an active fund manager. You just give him a bit of crypto and he does managing for you, right? You don't really give them uh, crypto. You pay them with normal uh, euro dollars and so on. And the platform has the money, but the other person that you choose to follow Whatever they do, your money does, essentially. That's the main concept uh, behind it. And you can choose whom to follow. You can see the, the history, how well they're done, and uh, so forth. Uh-huh, interesting. And uh, you also are building a little uh, a company at the moment that's linked to crypto. Could you tell us a bit uh, what's that about and what you're trying to achieve with that? Yeah, it's not uh, really linked to cryptocurrency, but they have the same underlying concept, um, IT security. So we are building a company. We're now three founders in the field of uh, IT security. And what we do there is uh, four things. We consult for companies. So um, what they have to do in order to be more secure. We do life hacks awareness. So we try to train the employees on how to use the everyday, everyday computers and so on, how they have to behave to not get hacked. We do pen testing, so security assessments for websites, uh, mobile applications, and so forth. But our main focus is on managed security. Managed security is where we try to take as much information out of the company as we can. So um, internet uh, flow, how the devices communicate with each other, with communicate with the firewalls and so on. And the goal is to detect uh, anomalies or stuff that doesn't belong in the network in order to detect cyber attacks. And detecting that, we want to mitigate them. So in a sentence, we try to we try companies uh, by defending them from cyber attacks. And are you using uh, blockchain uh, in this uh, process? Blockchain is, uh, is not used in this process, no. And so turning back a bit to crypto and, and to blockchain, what do you think is the future? I mean, I know this is what everyone asks, all the crypto people, but your personal opinion, really, because no one actually knows, how do you think we could use blockchain or crypto in the future? And maybe we, even with your own company, how do you think you'll be able to use it in the future? Just a, a personal opinion. So blockchain um, has, I think, a lot of future, a lot of applications that can build upon it. And it will definitely change the way we interact with the world. Because in a world where everything is going to the internet, 
we have to trust systems and the people behind them without trusting the people. That's not easy, and that is achieved through blockchain. And I think it has a lot of future, but uh, like with everything, you have to look for the companies or cryptocurrencies that uh, will really stay the next uh, few years or survive, so to speak. Okay, it's more about a confidence thing then, I see. The thing that that's intriguing for me is that with blockchain, it seems that it's extreme on both sides. Like either everything is out in the public or nothing is. So I wonder if you would, um, if there would be any cases where having all my transactions out on the public would be maybe a bad thing. And how would you control that? Because maybe I don't want everyone to see everything, all my transactions. Maybe it's better if they don't see it. So it might affect my reputation. It might affect my relationships. I, I don't know. I'm just imagining a scenario here. And maybe it's not always good that all my transactions are on a public ledger. Would you agree with that? And is there a way to solve it? Yeah, having everything uh, public is not uh, the best of ideas uh, On if you first uh, think about it, but the different different solutions to that. Most of the blockchain technology or cryptocurrencies are on a public ledger, but there are also private uh, blockchains where only a few people have access to it. But most of the time we speak about public blockchains. In Bitcoin, for example, you can really see every transaction and the corresponding ID. So I can see with whom you transacted, whom you paid and so on, but not the real you, only the ID of you. But in some cases, this can be linked back to you. So Bitcoin is not really anonymous. But for example, there are solutions like uh, Monero, which encrypts these transactions. So that even if you can see everything, you can see what ID sent what to whom and how much. The problem with uh, these systems, of course, are is the security behind it uh, really secure? And uh, this can only, time can only tell how secure they are, but right now they seem to be robust. So you have a public ledger where you can transact, but no one knows who transacted with whom and uh, for how much. Oh, okay. That, that, yeah, I've heard of Monero before and uh, I'll definitely look into them a bit more. And uh, moving back on to, to invest, investing in crypto, I'm pretty confident that we're going to be using more blockchain, more cryptocurrencies in the future. But I don't know which coins specifically will be the ones to succeed. Is there a way that I can invest in the future of crypto uh, and not like a specific coin? Maybe, for example, an ETF, a crypto ETF. Do you think that would be a good investment decision or, or are there any ways that I could invest in the future? I don't know, maybe, for example, investing in companies that work with crypto or what are your ideas behind that? So in America, there's now a movement to try to build in a Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency ETF. They have not yet succeeded into bringing it uh, into the market. But uh, for example, in the Toro platform, there is also a pseudo ETF that they themselves created, where you can invest in one portal, uh, so to speak, where the most popular Bitcoins are represented. So there are ways to invest in cryptocurrency like in ETF. But again, you have to be careful because uh, you don't know if all of this Bitcoin uh, cryptocurrency will be there in the future or the value will go up or down, like with every every other ETF, essentially. So there's no way to really invest in the future of cryptocurrency without an ETF. So 
maybe or, or maybe a company, would you think it'd be a good idea to invest only, like maybe there's an ETF of companies that use blockchain. Investing in that ETF, would that be, I don't know, a good idea? <laughs> I don't know. It really depends on the on the company. I mean, certainly you invest in the company and not really only because of the use uh, blockchain. Uh, the company does not only depend on the blockchain technology because it's just a technology. If you invest in companies, you invest really in uh, the companies, how well they're doing and uh, so on. Theoretically, you could bet on the future of blockchain if you invest in companies that use blockchain a lot and are bigger companies. But again, there's no foolproof thing where you can say, this is the future, I will invest, I will make money, which is um, with every asset in investing. Yeah, of course, that makes sense. Um, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious as to the different ways that you can invest in, in blockchain. And also you have to be careful, I guess, because now all startups seem to have the word blockchain in them to make it snazzy and, and new and the next upcoming thing. And it doesn't actually mean that they're doing anything uh, very different. So yeah, I guess there, you have to be careful. There are a lot of companies right now that also use the word blockchain without really using a blockchain or they use blockchain only to use blockchain. But in most of the cases, you could have you uh, solve the problem without using blockchain. So it's really a buzzword for a lot of companies right now. And you also have to be very careful if you invest in such things. And that's why you have to understand how cryptocurrency, blockchain, so on works so that you can see if the blockchain implementation is really necessary in a company or not. Yeah, of course. Uh, it sounds a bit like the dot-com bubble where all, all the startups had dot-com uh, at the end to make it uh, seem like it was... Uh... You know, the next new thing. So here it's the same thing. Be, be careful. So to summarize a little bit, uh, for people who are looking to invest in crypto, first, you'd say educate yourself, learn, read a few books, read some blogs and talk on the forums. Next, maybe open an account in an exchange such as Coinbase, eToro. I personally use Bitpanda, which is maybe not the best one, but anyway. And maybe research uh, an exchange um, for your own country. And third, what would you say? Maybe try out a few coins, see what they're like, and then only invest money that you're ready to lose, right? Is there yeah. anything else that you would add to that? It's essentially this uh, three-step process, but yeah, the most important part is really inform yourself. I don't know if books are the best way because technology is just um, evolving so fast. So just reading uh, on the internet from different sources is the best way to go. But yeah, the most important thing is educate yourself because blockchain is a technology that evolves very, very fast. And you have to know how it uh, works. Otherwise, you can't really see the underlying value and you will go just with, uh, with a trend. And going with a trend is not always the best strategy to go with. No, definitely. Only invest in what you understand. Warren exactly. Buffett. So thank you very much, Alex. We're going to go over to our standard questions, um, if you're ready. Mm -hmm. Our question number one is, where can we find you online, whether it's social media, a blog? What, what, what can you give us? I mean, the easiest way is just uh, through LinkedIn. So there's um, the main platform where you can find me. You can also find me on the website of my company, securus.de. Awesome. We'll link those in the show notes. Question number two. What is one resource not well known that you would recommend to others, maybe on blockchain or crypto or, or anything else? It could be a blog, podcast. So I don't really have uh, one definite guide for blockchain because there's just so much valuable information out there from 
not really different which source sources. One book for, that I like uh, is the book um, Unscripted, yeah, where the goal of the book is to show you that most of the people are living in a scripted world where they have been told that they must live this, live uh, so and so. So um, go to school, go to work, uh, pay bills, uh, work for someone else, and so on. And the book shows how you can can get unscripted, so to speak. So that's a book I liked uh, and read recently. Oh, very cool. Just added it to my list. And our last question, what is the number one actionable tip for someone to get started on their path to financial independence? So I believe there are three steps, uh, not, not only one step. The first thing that you could or should do is develop a high income skill, so a skill that can bring you um, a lot of money. And at the beginning, it's uh, trading time for money, essentially. And uh, if you are at this point, you can create a scalable business. So step number two, you can create a scalable business with the knowledge that you already have and the money that you have accumulated. And then I think it's the third step where you really go into investing because investing really makes sense if you have uh, a lot of money. Yep, I could not agree more. Start with the skills, build something that's scalable, hire other people, I guess, and then invest your money. I really like that. And that's kind of what I, the kind of advice that I give uh, to others on my blog. So nice. It's good. We're on the same page. Awesome. Okay, Alex, thank you very much. Thank you. And hope to see you again in some other cool uh, city doing startup stuff. Definitely. We'll meet again. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.